0: Welcome to Minnesota Homeownership Center's Welcome Home Podcast. My name is Bill Gray, and today we're going to take a look at the 2023 State of Housing in Black America Report, published by the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. I'm joined today by two active members of NARAB's Twin Cities chapter for this conversation. Tiffany Phillips is a Community Development Loan Officer at Bell Bank here in the Twin Cities. Welcome, Tiffany.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: And Denise Mazone is a local real estate broker and owner of Mazone Real Estate Group. Welcome, Denise. Thank you. Uh, thanks to both of you for coming on the show. So, um, as, as you guys know, NAREB puts this report out every year, and it's a good way to track the effectiveness of efforts uh, across the country to reduce the racial home ownership gap. And why is this work important? Uh, because home ownership is the number one way that households in the United States build wealth. The home ownership gap is a major factor in our collective wealth gap, in which white households have a median net worth of about 250000 while black households come in at just under 24,000. So, all right. Uh, Here's the first thing that jumped out to me in this year's report, you guys. During the pandemic... Black-owned home values increased faster than home values for all other racial and ethnic groups. Now, I want to be clear, this is national data, so I'm going to look to you guys to tell me if that's true for here in, in Minnesota. They based that figure on data from Zillow, which cited the increase in black-owned home values at about 5% higher than that for all other ethnic groups. So, this is good news. Is it true here in Minnesota? Uh, what, is, what does this mean? I'll let you guys decide who wants to take this question. By the way, I should uh, say to viewers, uh, Denise is wearing her her sunglasses today because she had some eye surgery, and I promised to to mention that, and I forgot. So, uh, so anyways, the, the question is, what what does this mean uh, for for us in Minnesota?
2: Well, let me just start by saying that this is the Sheba report. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's a national report; it's not a local report. Um, and I find it um, not to be true for the, you know, in our seven county area. This okay. simply cannot be true. Um, and Tiffany and I spoke just recently about this and we were talking about how um, if if the value went up 5%, that's probably driven probably from taxation, if anything. Right. The 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 other thing um, we thought about is historically our values
1: have been much, much less mm-hmm. than other home um, ethnic groups. So I think the the goal is to increase us, to try and get us more level set mm-hmm. um, with the other, but then still it's not enough to, right. you know, totally increase that. But overall, when we think about what it means, if your value increased, you know, any increase is great, right? Uh-huh. Because equity in your home is automatically translated to your net worth. So then you get to do things. Maybe you have a child you want to put into put through school. You want to start a business. So it helps in that vein if you want to do something with your um, equity and again, add to your net worth. But on the flip side, to Denise's point, if your home is worth more, then the county that you live in is going to tax you more on right. that home. So it's almost going to make that home be less affordable for you to own um, long term because your monthly payment is going to to increase once the taxes.
0: Because um, your taxes are in that monthly payment. Correct. So um, so then let me ask you this question. Uh, when we look at home value appreciation, uh, would you say that there is more or less appreciation occurring on the lower end of the price spectrum than on the higher end? Or, or do we just not have the data for that? I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what's growing the fastest. Is it still the houses out here or is it maybe, you know?
1: For sure. I, you know, we don't have the exact data for it, but I would say the homes on the higher end are going to appreciate faster just because market determines value. Uh-huh. And then if more people are interested in that home shopping in that price range, then it's going to increase, you know, faster. On the flip side... I think a lot of people have some great um, appreciation happening. Mm-hmm. One, after the Great Recession, I purchased my home in the late 2000 2011-ish, and my home's value has increased like three times uh-huh. um, since wow. then. I purchased it at a lower price point um, as well, but I would say someone who purchased a higher price home in yeah. that same time frame, value has increased even more yeah. than that. But I've also seen an increase in my property taxes because wow. of that. But but, but that not th- three times. Not well, three okay. times. Exactly. Not <laughs> not
2: three times as much. What would you add to that? Yeah, please? so I can add um so the luxury sales shrank uh 8% but remained near record high. It was up 19.3% in October. And but then too you don't have the volume either. Okay. Although, you know, those are the stats. For those are t- um 2023 numbers compared to 2022 numbers.
0: So if we talk about comp- this is just interesting for me for the real world market yeah. you guys. If we if we talk about Competition for the houses that are out there, Uh, Denise, would you say the competition is is more fierce um, at the entry level or at that higher level?
2: Uh, At the entry level, for sure, at the lower level. And um, our biggest competition is investors.
1: Um, Ah. and
2: this is for, uh, because they're just coming in, gobbling up a lot of these, um, houses that are two fifty and under, and that's where a lot of the first time home buyers that I deal with, that's the, the area that they're looking in. So when they do that, then they turn them out, turn around and, um, you know, they're just investors. So they just rent them all out for, you know, the Mm $2,500 a month or whatever. But, um, yeah, so our biggest, um, our, you know, the, the one buyer to the next is not that big of a deal, but. Um, an individual at least, but it's it's a corporate buyer that's coming in. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I would I would echo that it is more competitive in that lower price point because mm-hmm. pe- more people can afford in that lower price point yes. with interest rates where they are right. and home prices increasing. It's just harder to afford the payment that comes with that. Right. Four hundred thousand dollar house.
0: Right. And how are interest rates these days?
1: You know, they've been coming down the past month or two I would say. Um I just was looking through my pipeline and I had a person that I pre-approved in like Octoberish and most of my clients use down payment assistance through Minnesota Housing. So I was paying attention to that rate, but they were close to eight percent then at 7.875. Uh-huh. And then when I was looking to price that same loan this week it was six point eight seven five. And I think yesterday it even went down to six point seven five. So there's been a reduction. And that makes a huge months. difference in that monthly payment, right? Oh yeah. You definitely get to afford more as your rate um, come down, and it's actually so. Those who purchased, you know, seven, six, eight, ten months ago, they may want to take advantage and look into a refinance to get that rate and take advantage of that lower
2: interest rate because they have started to come down.
0: Okay, okay. Uh-huh. So
2: can I just add? I was talking Please. to uh, a loan officer today, and she said that the, the rates went up just a tad bit, not yeah. much, uh-huh. but today. Yes. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, they're kind of kind of like watching the stock market, right? That's it. Correct.
2: It's always That's
0: exactly rolling. right. All right. Well, so um, so we kind of talked about the fact that maybe the the, that that stat, that national stat for home values rising uh, by ethnic group may not necessarily translate to Minnesota. Which is which is fine. Uh, But another stat that that I saw in this report is um, that, uh, let's see, owner occupied homes in predominantly black neighborhoods are valued about 20 percent below similar homes in non-black neighborhoods. Now, we know this, but um, what should we make of this and what's the outlook for this?
2: Can I just say what constitutes a black neighborhood?
0: Good question. Where, where,
2: where would you where would you say what's a black neighborhood mm-hmm. right now? Would you say North Minneapolis, South Minneapolis, what Rondo over right. in St. Paul? Wh- right. What would constitute a black neighborhood right now? We have so much gentrification going on that I can't even imagine um, how we can say something's a, you know a black neighborhood. Interesting. But I can um, say that uh, in the inner city itself. Um, their, you know, houses, single family houses, um, they were down 20%, uh-huh. um, the sale of them. So I don't, I don't understand,
0: Yeah. you well, know,
2: and so these stats, once again, are, right. are, you know, national, but Minnesota being number one in the disparity gap, True. it's hard to, you know, quantify those, those right. stats from the Sheba report and um, how they actually reflect in, in our city.
1: Yeah. And when I thought about, that question i was thinking about how historically when we you know go back to you know 40s 50s when people when black people were having a hard time purchasing homes when the government was classifying neighborhoods right, right? and neighborhoods that had more black people in them mm-hmm. were classified as less desirable neighborhoods mm-hmm. and so we were then pushed to those neighborhoods those homes because they were less desirable they cost less right, right. so now that's where a lot of us are what happened in North, right? So North became an area that was predominantly Black because we were pushed there because the homes were classified in that way. So now, since a lot of us are there, those homes just have historically kept that lower value Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say it's part of redlining and us being pushed to those areas, and they are just less desirable, so the market isn't going to demand the same cost for it.
0: Okay, okay, and that's kind of baked into the system at this point, right? It
1: is, it is, and I mean, there's been documentaries, you know, in, what was it, um... The North. The Jim Crow the, gym of the North, of the you know, yeah. mm-hmm. is a huge documentary that talks about how people were put into right. certain areas, not allowed to buy, you know, yeah. in other areas. And all those things impact, you know, yeah. value.
0: So so this is a documentary from TBT here in the Twin Cities. If you haven't uh, seen it, uh, it is really a, a fascinating look at um The history of real estate in in minnesota and it certainly isn't uh you know something that just happened here this was this was nationwide and um by government policy all right uh let's see what else do i want to talk about um here is a quote straight from the report and i thought it was spot on of course it says gaining access to homeownership is one of the most direct and immediate ways to step out of the revolving door of generational economic stagnation and of course that's what we preach as well um but the report also notes that prospective home buyers needed and this is national again so you guys direct me on what it is locally but nationally they needed an annual salary of nearly 100k to afford the monthly payments on the median priced home in 2023 That's up from just 53K in 2020. That's huge. Um, That means the report finds nationally again that less than 10% of Black renters can currently afford to buy the median price home. Um, That sounds pretty discouraging. Uh, Tiffany, Denise, what does this really mean for an individual looking to buy their first home? Is it really that, um, (coughs) excuse me, is it really that difficult or daunting in your experience? Or is Uh, it more kind of a one-on-one thing?
2: Oh, it's a Mm one-on-one. But so our median um, rates are, uh, excuse me, our median is Mm $368,000. Tiffany, how much would a person have to make? to afford a $368,000 home? I don't think that
1: payment is probably going to be around
2: $2,800,
1: somewhere around there, depending on- With today's what, interest rates. With today's interest right. rates, depending on what type of assistance that you get, but around $2,800. And let's say you have no other debts, no car yeah. payment, no student loan payment, no um credit cards. Which pretty
0: much describes everyone. Right, right.
1: right. Everyone <laughs> has have, have those debts. So if you have want to afford this payment of $2,800, you need to at least- your gross needs to at least be about double that, right? So we need to see you making about $5,600 a month uh-huh. to afford a $2,800 payment, and that's half of your oh. income. But if you have some other debt, then you're not going to be able to afford that $2,800 And that's payment. half of your income. That's you're not supposed to go
0: over income. 30% of your So your
1: housing payment, but we're looking at all of your okay. debt, right? Okay. So, uh, uh, an affordable full debt ratio is about 45%. We don't want you going over about 45%, yeah, okay. but we will allow you to go to 50%, some programs even 57 uh-huh. Um, But the interest rates really make that difference. Um, when you look at, in 2020, someone needed to make 53000 to afford that home. Uh-huh. And now in 2023, they need almost double that yeah. 100000 It's because interest rates have more than tripled, right? Yeah. So some people were getting interest rates in the 2 2.5% two around that time. I think I refinanced to 2.625 wow. th- at, at that time. And now rates are close to 7%. Yeah. So that interest is going to make a huge difference. And that's why, you know, that payment is um, higher. When you look at most people have debt. Uh-huh. The average person, especially the average black person that tend to have more student loan debt because they didn't have money passed down, you know, to cover, you know, help them cover that. So we just tend to carry more debt, making that yeah. even less of a possibility. And which is why it's important that we take advantage of the programs. Right. And it's great that we have a state that put such a huge investment in affordable housing, thinking about the one fifty that 150 million yeah. that's about yeah. to come on because more people will need that. To afford home ownership, and they still won't be able to. Most people won't be able to afford a three hundred and sixty thousand dollars house. We may still need to bring that purchase price down to right. two fifty or so to make that affordable.
0: But those houses are out there, and and here's what I want to do for for um, as as our last kind of topic here, um, uh, people should not be discouraged. Some of this mm-hmm. sounds pretty discouraging, um, but uh, what it comes down to is the right realtor to work with the right loan officer that knows how these programs work we've got um 150 million dollars in down payment assistance for first generation households coming this spring uh so that's right around the corner um to me all of that is is really encouraging um, you guys are on the front lines and will be as the uh, 2024 housing season takes off. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see this playing out and, and and how do you think you're going to be able to, to be successful or not in helping people to find what they
2: need? So um, myself, uh, I've been telling people be careful about what you're, what you're talking about. Know what, know the products, mm-hmm. right? Because um the one product for the the, the first-gen product, you have to have your own 3.5% down of your FHA. Okay. So you have to, you know, or maybe you can layer that. So this that. is the
0: difference between the two programs. One is... Is There's through two. Minnesota Housing and can be paired with with. It's the only one that can be paired with their mortgage products, and the other one is more of a, a community wide thing. Um, they both have different rules. You can find information on this, by the way, at First Gen F I R S T G E N D P A. dot org um and anyway so so because, let's continue that
2: because I keep seeing things come out on the you know on the um, Facebook and different things I'm like oh that's not true uh-huh. you know but anyways um so and and also you need to pair up and, and make sure like you are pairing up with a seasoned realtor and a seasoned loan officer that work in this space because um we we work through nonprofits right whereas some people do not right you know mm-hmm. and then they come to me when it's too late you know? right you know okay. it's just waiting Way too late. Um, so, and I also, I said on the, on a, a panel with, um, the McKnight Foundation, they've said they're going to do a billion dollars in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it comes in four different sectors, right? And one of the sectors is down payment assistance as well. Oh. Also McKnight Foundation, they, they've uh, committed, excuse me, uh, Polat Foundation has committed 10 million, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, there's so many people that are so rooted in 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 the cause here so which is so nice um but you have to talk to people that know what's going on and you have to trust the process I always tell people that I work with just trust the process if your loan officer tells you to, to you know do this make sure it gets done yeah. you know in times of the essence um and and if you trust the process you will you know you'll be a homeowner I'm really excited about 2024 Um, and beyond. I'm
1: excited that so many entities have made the investment in homeownership for first gen and for um, people of color because we need it when we think about homeownership rates in Minnesota. We have the largest gap, only about 25% of um, mm-hmm. black Minnesotans own homes. And when we think about how that then correlates to net worth, oh, I, I want to say so like close. homeowners have a net worth right. of 40 times that of a renter. I think you're right. So when we think about numbers, a homeowner may have a net worth of $320,000, whereas the renter has a net worth of about $8,000. And then you pull black renters out and it's zero. Yeah. So when we know the impact of homeownership, in wealth building, right? It makes it all the more critical. And for me, it's all about information and making sure people know what's out there for them. These, these, the total of 150 million, yes, they're a lot of caveats to them. There's rules. We have to make sure you fall within those rules, but that money is there to help kind of level the playing field. I was on a conference call yesterday um, with the homeownership center talking about another um, pocket of money for advanced and black homeownership. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be about $45,000. They're looking to gather more money um, to help more families in 2025. But um, my message to people is Get ready. Right. Like get ready now. Go to home buyer education classes. Yep. Denise's yes. point, we work with nonprofits. Our advisors. Right. Yep. So the home ownership advisors have um, the cl- they offer classes. A lot of them are free right now. Mm-hmm. They're being sponsored by other entities. So at no cost, you can go take advantage of this information, become an educated home buyer so you understand the process. And then you'll find out more about these programs from the home ownership advisors there right. can um, share that with you. So I just want people to know that it's possible for yeah. them. So some of these numbers are daunting when you think about 20% less evaluation for us when right. you think about other groups. But it's still the number one way to you know accumulate wealth and have something to leave for your kids so i just want everyone to do it can i just say too?
2: and the nice thing about it um narab which we're a part of tiffany are part of narab sponsors um uh, ppl prg and also um model Model cities yes so uh, you can go over there and take these classes you know, for free, basically Mm -hmm. you do, they do have to, you know, it's a minimal fee to, to um, run your, uh, a soft credit pull. But other than that, you know, it's a great start.
0: Yeah. So those are, those are the eight hour classes that our network of homeowner uh, educators and advisors offer. And um, yeah, it is, it is the starting point to try Mm -hmm. to figure all this out. And, and um, I'm sure what we're saying sounds confusing and intimidating, our advisors lay it all out for you and basically build you a roadmap okay. and then help you help you drive there. And here's the thing. When when we're talking about our home ownership gap in this uh in this state and in this country and and we're talking about these these, you know, unequal um benefits of of wealth building from home ownership because mm-hmm. there's such a gap, mm-hmm. right? What we're trying to do with these programs is get people into home ownership so that everyone can participate in that wealth building. And here's the thing: these, there, so many of these households that are, are are stuck and can't get over that down payment hurdle and can't get home ownership for themselves could do so, but for lack of that down payment hurdle, that's what down payment assistance is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, I mean, they're already paying. Just as much as they would pay for a mortgage, and um, you know, it's it's just an effort to try to to make the system work, uh, you know, for everybody. Yeah. So um, so good. I think that's it for this episode. Um, if you are interested in exploring home ownership for your own household. Um, You can take a home buying class and enlist the help of a homeownership advisor for free by going to our website, hocmn.org. And let me say something about these coming uh, down payment assistance programs for first generation. For most down payment assistance programs, this class is going to be a requirement as part of that. So know that. Know that you can get ready now so that you can be ready when the details about this program come out in April or whenever they're going to come out. Um, Our advisors and educators are embedded in orgs across the state like PRG, PPL, Model Cities, lots more, and they'll work with you to help get you mortgage ready, educate you on the buying process, and walk you through every step. Um, I want to thank our guests today. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Tiffany and Denise. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thanks Thanks. for having us. Yeah, thanks for this opportunity.
0: In closing, I want to acknowledge our sponsors Associated Bank, uh, Bell Bank, thank you, Tiffany, uh, Bremer Bank, Huntington Bank, Midwest One Bank, and Old National Bank. Our sincere thanks to each of these organizations for their support. Thanks for watching and listening.